27 minutes it is before the uh, top of the hour my next guest and the feedback you know my next guest as we're talking here off air he says towards the tail end just as, as i was about to go on air, he says you know what with this bad music that you're playing there of jade dealer maybe next time you must let common go on the rap huh yeah, uh, clearly indicating that uh, I guess he knows uh, which album uh, this uh, particular instrumental came from. Uh, if uh, you don't know, you want to check it out there on the B album uh, there by uh, Common. I think it came out around 2004. Check it out. And uh, the great work of uh, Jay Diller uh, there. And uh, may his soul rest in peace. And we should move swiftly along. Uh, we now place under the microscope and uh, uh, we place the happenings within the Democratic Alliance and uh, my guest here, aside from, I guess, his um, taste in music, is also the editor of uh, uh, newspaper publication Sowetan and is the author of the book Musi Maimane, Prophet or Puppet. And uh, we speak to him, of course, in the context of the resignation of uh, the mayor of Johannesburg, Herman Mashaba, saying he would not associate himself with a group of people who believe that race was irrelevant in the discussion of inequality and poverty in South Africa. Now, this also happens after Helen Ziller decided to stage a comeback and uh, lead as uh, the new federal council chair, a very powerful position in uh, the uh, Democratic Alliance, and uh, this on the back of a federal uh, council meeting which took place over the past weekend. It's quite clear that daggers are out there, uh, at least of all since the uh, Institute for Race Relations, um, I guess, started to fashion itself as the uh, thought partner of one of the factions in uh, this particular fight. But uh, Stembiso is going to join us now uh, to talk about this issue and many others. And he joins me here in studio. Babum Som, Wunja. Asondes, Asondes, the microphone. Okay. Now, Babum Som, I want us to take a look at something for me which is of interest here. But before we get there, I want us to start about your book. You put out a book a few years ago, Musi Maimane, Prophet and Puppet, Prophet or Puppet. And I'm quite interested in some of the questions that emerged. Um, because even the title of the book is a question. Yeah. Uh, what, what are some of the other questions alongside this particular one that certainly piqued your interest? So the, 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 the reason for the book was because there were lots of questions about when, when Musi got elected as DA leader, there were two issues. One was very young and inexperienced. He had just joined politics, I think, two years earlier, former mm. politics, and then he becomes party leader. Secondly, he was the first black leader of the Democratic Alliance. So there were those people who were very doubtful of his leadership, saying, no, it's just a token, it's just a, a puppet who's been put there mm. to, 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 to be the face of this party so that it can attract uh, black voters, but the party will remain white. At the same time, we were playing with the with the word prophets because Musi in church, Mfundis, very mm. religious person. And from what I had heard from people around him who knew him before before he joined politics, he always had this belief that he had this calling to lead South Africa, that someday he will be the leader of South Africa. In fact, in the book, I, di- I do talk about a, 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 a testimonial that he gave in church where he was mm. talking about that, that they, 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 he's received a message that he should do something more than just lead in the church. Mm. So that, that was the play on that. And so throughout the time, the question about whether he's a puppet or not, I think has dominated most of the sure, conversations sure. about his politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and interestingly for me, I mean, there's also then the question of 
whether or not his introduction and the introduction of many others, I mean, I think of Mungozi Matigizela in the Western Cape and many mm. others, whether or not that has dislodged the established white male interests um, that, you know, according to even other people that have left the DA, I mean, I think of the likes of Lindo Mazibuko, who suggest that there's this brain's trust. Um, and whether or not his introduction dislodged that brain trust or even, I guess, contested its uh, position of power in the party. I think it did. I think um, the problem for the people who control the party was the assumption that they can bring in new blood, they can bring in young black intellectuals mm. and leaders, but still control where the party is going to go. Yet when these people become members, they are going to have a right to dictate its direction. Mm. So maybe they would have felt comfortable with Musi, but as he grew within the party, if he needed to show that he was the man in charge. Mm. And therefore, he started charting a direction that some of them were not comfortable with. What, what about that direction makes them uncomfortable? Because well, I, I would think that it's not just about you know, having more black members. I mean, that's always been a name of the DA, to have a bit more you know, demographic balance in the numbers that they have. Uh, is it about maybe ideological issues? Yes, ideological, but also the emphasis of the DA throughout. Even though the DA would say they are a liberal party, they are about the individual, the party is very sensitive to when you're talking about the white minority. And that is what is being punished for from, from where I'm sitting, mm. that he has lost, lost a section of the white minority that was not comfortable with him talking about things like white privilege, mm. which I thought was quite brave of him because a lot of liberally-minded people tend to run away from such mm. terms. So he started using that kind of language of talking about white privilege or of chatting a way that suggested that if you're talking about transformation and redress, race becomes a major issue, whereas the DA had always been saying that, you know, you're dealing with the individual and then race does not becoming, become a determinant of whether the person was disadvantaged or not. Mm. So then he he started chatting that way. And also, you're, I, I don't know if you remember, there was that story, I think, on uh, the Deben Beach front or was it South Coast where someone then said the the the, the, the beach was full of monkeys. Of mm, South Coast, South Coast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that caused a lot of tensions within the DA. And then Musi had that uh, uh, rally at the Apartheid Museum where he started chatting a new way, saying this is what is going to happen now in the DA. Mm. This is how we are going to deal with people who are racist. Whilst others in the DA were saying, no, actually, she was not racist. She just uh, misspoke. Mm. <clears throat> so mm -hmm. that, do, 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 those are the issues that started to cause him problems within, within the party ranks. Yeah. And yeah. of course, you also had tensions that were developing between uh, young black members of the DA, mm. and they are white, mostly senior counterparts on a number of issues, whether it was a fight between Helen and Pumzile Fantam, mm. all of those caused tensions. And then the criticism I'll have of Musi around those issues is that he never really gave firm leadership to say, this is the direction that the party mm. is taking. So then those who would have felt defeated went and regrouped. And unfortunately for him, then the elections of 2019, the outcome was not in his favor. Mm. He didn't show any evidence that the stance that he had taken had grown the black uh, 
DA voter. Mm, mm. Uh, at the same time, he was losing some white voters. And in my view, it is largely because when you look at what he did, his approach that was successful in 2016 local government elections mm. was to go after Jacob Zuma and to go hard. Sure. And Jacob Zuma was not a popular politician. There were lots of problems around him. The ANC mm. was very weak. And then they never considered what would happen with if a different the 2017 mm. conference comes up with a different outcome. Mm. And that is what happened. Okay. And his message was never sure. different from that of Cyril. Stembis, I want us to pause there for a second and take a quick break. And when we come back, let's continue to, to chart the timeline of this from that uh, uh, May election. Mm. 16 minutes it is before 9 p.m. and under the microscope this evening we place the fortunes of the Democratic Alliance in light of all of the things that have been happening there. They've certainly been top of many of our tongues uh, with uh, um, Helen Zilla coming back there as the new Federal Council Chair and also the resignation earlier on today of uh, uh, City of Johannesburg Mayor Herman Mashaba who said he could no longer associate himself with a group of people who uh, effectively were race denialists. Now, uh, I'm in conversation with this Tembi Somsomi, the Sowetan editor and the author of the book, Musi Maimane, Prophet or Puppet. And I'd love to hear your perspectives. Give us a ring on 089-110-3377. You might be a member of the Democratic Alliance. What do you make of uh, all of the happenings in your organization? Or you might be somebody who is an observant, uh, uh, I guess, observer of um, political developments and politics in general, party politics, I should say. And you might have a view on what is happening within the Democratic Alliance. Please share that view with us. Uh, give us a ring on 089-110-3377. Now, Bob Msomi, the other issue is that, I guess, you know, the electoral results of May did give some ammunition to many of those within the DA who were anti whatever Musi Maimane was pursuing, or anti, I should rather say, whatever the Black Caucus inside of the DA was pursuing. Because we've heard in the last few years or so of this Black Caucus that uh, potentially, yeah, look, I mean, same here, right? But, but, but one did get a sense that it, this Black Caucus held a more leftist view to the traditional, very neoconservative democratic alliance. I mean, I don't even call it liberal because I, I don't think it's liberal in the truest sense of the word. Yeah, a lot of them call themselves social democrats when you talk to them. They huh? say, yes, they will say they are liberals and others will say, uh, we are ah, have they been to any Scandinavian country well, and see what the state does there? It's been one of the issues uh, between be- between them and those who say they are classical liberals within the DA. I mean, one of those people at some stage was um, the, the former mayor of Cape Town. Mm. She used to define herself as a social democrat, even though she was within within the DA. Mm. So those ideological differences have always been, been there. But I think what the DA had tried to do, maybe without announcing it at some stage, was to try to be maybe a replica of the ANC, become some sort of a, 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 a broad church, of course, with basic liberal principles being key to what the party is about. Mm. But then there would be those people who are coming from the left of the party. I remember Helen used to talk about uh, the reconfiguration of, of, of the South African political landscape. Mm. And I think she started trying to do it, to do it that within, within the party before going broadly. So mm. they did attract people who are not necessarily uh, 
um, on the right of, of, of politics. Sure. But sure. then the DA has always been like that. I mean, if from the time it was set up, the it was basically African nationalists in the form of the new national party coming together with people who considered themselves... Mm. Or whatever uh, remained liberal. of the new national yeah. party after they yes. went to the ANC, right? Well, because, well the leadership went mm. to the ANC, but yeah. the membership stayed with the sure, DA. Sure. It was just the leadership that went to the ANC mm. and very few of them. But, I mean, the other side where you're saying liberals, which is mostly English-speaking South Africans, mm. who came from the PFP, which never really believed in mm. liberal... Federal party, yeah, yeah, they never really believed in... Yeah, classical liberal mm. theories. Like, for instance, for years they didn't support one man, one person, one vote. They they said that you can vote if you have metric or qualified. if you have property, mm. quali- qualified franchise. Yes. So that's the thing. In South Africa, liberalism has a very difficult history. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when you look at this and the return of Helen Zilla, I mean, she mm. exited stage left at some point. Yeah. And next thing we hear, she's with the Institute for Race Relations. Uh, decades old, mm. you know, a, a, a liberal think tank, if I can put it that way. But, uh, you know, many other people would have different monikers and ad- adjectives to describe them. Mm. And then we hear from the same, you know, researchers within the IRR saying, hey, we've realized now that we need a white, you know, leader of the DA in order for us to pursue non-racialism, social cohesion, or whatever other stuff they've been saying. Uh, does one get a sense that Effectively, what she did was to use her base at the IRR to mount an effective campaign for that, uh, you know, federal council chairperson. It definitely seems so. Mm. Although she probably would say that she she was lobbied to to run for office. That is not what what she wanted. But it seems so. Mm. There's been a lot of talk, especially after the elections, that there were lots of meetings taking place in Cape Town from former DA leaders who were meeting in Cape Town, meeting with her. Mm. There were rumors that these guys are trying to establish a new political party. Even within the DA, I think some of its, of, of its leaders were convinced that these guys are going to form a new party using IIR. So I guess their assessment was that not the best route mm. is to go back to the DA, maybe take it back to the DA of, tw- of pre-2014 and then go and rebuild the base. Mm win back the, the white voters, the Africana white voters that they had lost. To and the then build front, from yeah. There. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. Love to encourage you to uh, give us a ring here on 89 Let us know what you think about uh, some of the happenings within uh, the uh, Democratic Alliance. And uh, I'm interested, Stimbi, so in... Um, what did you make of Musi Maimane's body language yesterday? I mean, at that press conference. Well, it was clear that there were tensions. He hardly looked at Helen Zilla, even as he spoke. It was just like just saying what you have to say. And what was interesting for me, or more interesting, was today you have Helen, um, I mean, you have Herman Mashaba saying a lot of very negative things about the DA. And the DA leader stands up at the end of it all to talk uh, glowingly about Herman and then to even say that Herman was his hero, but never, not even once, defend the party and mm. say that the DA is still on the right, on the right track. What's open to him from here onwards? To whom? To, to Moose. To I mean, Moose. your hero decided to resign this morning. You had a very tense presser with, uh, you know, the lady who... 
uh, trips over herself and I must say falls short of uh, uh, really saying that, um, you know, she made or discovered a Musi. Um, you know, what can he do here? I mean, if he was playing chess, what's his next move? So if, if, he, still wants to, if he still wants to run the party, I think he should go back and work the, the party structures. Clearly, the next Congress is no longer going to be in 2021. Mm. It's going to be next year because they all agree that they need to, to, to bring it forward. Mm. So he lost this battle, but he may win the Congress. It depends on the, the party membership. Mm. But he has to go. And also, I think the mm. challenge of the other side is they don't have a candidate yet. Mm. Yeah. Let's pause there. Seven minutes it is before 9 p.m. We take a look uh, this evening under the microscope at uh, the Democratic Alliance. I'm joined by uh, uh, the editor at the Sowetan, Stembisom uh, Somi, to have this conversation. And Stembisom, I guess the other question is, yes, he might lose this particular battle and uh, have the conditions in place to win the next one, uh, mm-hmm. the next war, which is uh, in 20. 20 or 2021, the, um, you know, a conference of uh, the DA. But the big question is, what is he up against? Well, we don't know who the candidates are, but I think his biggest challenge is, one, even the party report Mm. suggests that he's very weak as a leader. And they say, the people who did the review, uh, Tony Leon and the others, that they interviewed about 200 people and most of them agree on the issues that were raised about his weak leadership. So it will be difficult to Mm. again sell himself as someone who can unite the party and take it forward. So that is the biggest challenge. But then candidates will come up. Maybe they would be weaker than him. Mm. And I'm not sure what the other side has because they came up with Alan Wynn and and he said he is not interested Mm. unless he was just saying he is not interested because it was too early. Maybe this weekend may have changed his mind when he saw that the balance of forces has changed against Musi within Mm. the party. Mm. I I am not sure. But, I mean, on on Musi's side, he only has the support of provincial leaders, but the other party structures, it looks like, did not have his backing because now what happened over the weekend is not what he had wanted. Mm. Mm. And then, I mean, what do you make of him calling Herman Mashal by a hero, while Herman bashes the DA on his resignation platform. That for me today was the most shocking thing because, okay, I understand why he would call Herman a hero because they they had stood as comrades on Mm, the same side mm. in this particular battle. But here was Herman taking on the DA. That Musi leads. Yeah, Mm. saying the party is no longer. He was basically saying what Musi said of the ANC. I suffered. Basically, that's what that's what Herman was saying today. And here's the leader of the DA doesn't stand up to say at the end of the whole thing that basically the the party is still the same. Someone else may, may have been elected, mm. uh, but the Congress uh, resolutions of of the last conference are still the same. We're still pushing the same. Mm. He just sound looked and sounded like a leader who's just given up the fight. Is there some dissatisfaction with um, this coalition with the EFF? And the reason why I ask this is because outside of the Western Cape, uh, Twane and Johannesburg are probably the key strategic jewels for the DA. Uh, They govern there uh, alongside, I guess, their ideological opposites. Uh, And in many ways, uh, I think also in how they undertake politics, are at polar ends uh, with the EFF, but they govern together nonetheless. 
Does Mashaba leaving change that in any way? Well, it, it, it doesn't really because they will still need the EFF. They will still need to work with the EFF. Mm. But I think what Moose's critics have been saying is that even though they appreciate that this is a coalition government, but it is a DA-led coalition sure. government, and Mashaba behaved or allowed for perceptions to be created that the EFF was calling the shots and it was one of the smallest uh, mm. coalition partners there. So that was their frustration. And I mean, the first time I heard someone calling Mashaba an EFF uh, mayor was not from someone from the ANC or any other party. It was a leader of the DA, one mm. of the leaders of the party, because they were frustrated with, with the way he was doing things. I mean, there was so much unhappiness within party ranks when he announced insourcing, because they were saying, you are just going to create a bloated government. Mm. But also ideologically, so it's, it's at those, odds. With, yes, mm. I think it's all those issue, those ideological issues that they never resolved as they went into coalition governments. I mean, the DA was the party that spoke about coalition governments since 2011. Mm. But they never sat down to say, okay, guys, if this is going to happen, how are we going to approach mm. it? And the EFF was able to play them. And, I mean, it ended up with without even being part of the, of the management committee of the city being in charge of the city mm. in Chongbeg. Yeah. And I mean, the same thing yeah. in Pretoria, basically. I mean, one gets a sense that, you know, often when you when you see crises inside the ANC, for instance, yeah. or even the EFF, it's often as a result of a consistent, uh, I guess, attack by forces external to it. And in some cases in the ANC, also self-inflicted. I mean, if yeah. you can put it that way. But it seems to me in the DA that there's, there's really no external <laughs> force here that is influencing all of this mudslinging that's happening inside of the party. Mm. Um, can the DA recover here as a united force as it goes towards its conference and, of course, as it approaches the 2021 local government elections? I think it's going to be difficult. What will work in its favor is that I think the EFF is still too small to emerge as the second largest party at, at, at national level. Maybe mm. the EFF will overtake them in some provinces, but the DA will still remain a second uh, biggest political party. And they can use the time between the local government elections and 2024, depending, of course, on what happens in the ANC, because that too can just, again, change mm. the mood in the country, because you may end up with a new ANC president, mm. and, or you may end up with a split, or you may end up with any... A problem in the ruling sure. party, they may give them an opportunity. Mm. What's the prospect of a split inside the DA? A coalition of the wounded. Right I can, I can right already now, see Lindy, Wemasbugo, right Kamal Mashaba. Mm. Right now, I think it's really possible. I remember at the time when we were talking about the possibility of Helen Zill and others leaving, mm. there were people who were saying, but wait a minute, what if the guys who are not happy with uh, mm. Helen com, uh, coming in. What if they decide to form their own party? At the time, it looked like a joke. But right now, I think it, anything is possible. Babumsum, let's leave it there, my brother. Pleasure having you here in studio. Thank that you. there's uh, the editor of uh, the Sowetan, Stembisum Somi. Uh, he's also uh, the author of Musi Maimane, Prophet or Puppet, uh, joining us this evening here on Metro FM Talk to speak about the uh, issues afoot within the Democratic Alliance. That's where we're going to have to leave it this evening. The man with the music is already here. Sentler is with you from 9 to midnight. You have yourself a great evening. Take strength, Mavriga. Nangwoku, sisaibanga leikonomi.